welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast. We're developing a long-lasting, happy marriage is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor, If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, I'm hosting a live episode on Fridays from 4 to 5 Mountain Standard Time where I take phone calls with any questions about marriage. So be sure to call me at 720-999-9538. Fridays from 4 to 5 Mountain Standard Time for free marriage advice, 720-999-9538. So today we're doing something special. I am interviewing my first couple who was on the brink of divorce and now they are back in love. And I'm sharing this as inspiration for all of you listening to this. So I hope you enjoy. Yeah, Dr. Fisher, we've been married four and a half years now. Okay. And what's the history for you guys of your marriage regarding its highs and low moments? And you can include your dating life before marriage if you want, but just from like the start till now, what's been your high and low moments? Okay. Well, uh, for me, the low point in our marriage was um, early last year when I was working nights and I wasn't around to help Merrill care for our uh, our daughter who's a toddler um so i think that was pretty tough on our marriage meryl what was the low point for you i think for me um right after we got married was a challenge for me because we didn't have a lot of good direction as far as uh rob's career and we ended up moving across the country to a state and a city where we didn't know anybody uh so that rob could go to school full-time we were really tight on money. We immediately got pregnant with our daughter, and it was just a really challenging first two years of marriage for us. And then, uh, just like Rob said, last year was a challenge as well um, with Rob working nights. It was just hard to see him and connect with him when we had a completely opposite schedules. And um, I was working full time as well, so it, the it felt like the balance, the workload balance was really off kilter. <laughs> so there was, yeah. it was a challenging time for us. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Had... Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The high point I think uh, was just recently we made a lot of changes here. We, we moved to a, a larger town. Um, I landed a more fulfilling job that happened to be on the day shift. So uh, not only is, is that a better fit for me? But on my days off, I'm awake during the day, and I can help Meryl with uh, things around the house and um, watching our daughter while she works from home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it sounds like the lining up your lifestyle made a huge difference for you guys. It did make a huge difference. It did make a huge difference, although we definitely had some help from the marriage refresh and counseling to get – us um, on the right track in terms of um, communication and helping 
just learning about love buckets and that kind of thing was also huge <laughs> for us. Sure. So when you guys were in your low season, what did that do to you guys individually and what did it do to your marriage? Hmm. Well, uh, there was definitely a lot more fighting. <laughs> and, and um, as a result of that, you know, the, the two of us didn't enjoy each other's company quite as much. Yeah, I would agree. And we didn't, we didn't know how to quote fight in a, in a way that was productive or even really very respectful. Um, and so I think that was huge too in terms of what it did to our marriage. It was just really, it's really hard to love somebody when um, your fighting is not, when your disagreements are, are gnarly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like the circumstances were tough and then a lack of skill made things even worse and it created a vicious cycle almost. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else regarding the low moments where, where you just remember it, you know, any other ways that it kind of, tainted your image of each other, your experience in the marriage, anything else around the low times? Well, I think that's it for um, us together. But me individually, um, I was in a tough spot, like I mentioned, with my job. But I was also socially isolated uh, working the night shift. Um, you know, nobody was awake to, to hang out with when I was, and it was tough to make friends. And I was also um, – using a whole lot of caffeine, you know, to stay awake during the night and then sleep during the day. It got me really out of whack and I ended up having to like remove caffeine from my lifestyle entirely uh, for a period of time. Yeah, that was actually one of the best things Rob's ever done for our marriage. <laughs> um, is, is stop, drinking, realized... stop drinking yeah, coffee? Stop... Yes, because he was waking up at the end of my day. And so before oh, his wow. caffeine would kick in, <laughs> I would be exhausted, just, yeah, you know, long day, and he would be just waking up. So we always had these really challenging moments right before Rob's caffeine kicked in, and then he turned into the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so That's that was probably, yeah, in the top three things that we've done for our marriage, Rob dropping caffeine was probably at the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Well, it definitely shows again. I mean, when a, when couples when their when their lifestyle and their work habits don't line up, it's so hard to sustain a relationship as it is. And especially if you're not having any time together, because whether couples are traveling or they live out of state from one another, or in your situation, you're working night shifts and someone else is working day shifts. So all of that can just be so hard to make marriage work. Oh, it was really hard, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, Rob addressed what caused some of his low moments. I think for me is I was struggling to express that I needed more emotional connection from him. And uh, it was hard for me to kind of give Rob specifics on what that meant. Um, it's hard mm -hmm. to explain something that seems so fluffy or woo-woo when really it's so important to a lot of women. I mean, I, it feels like oxygen to me. Um, yeah. When I, yeah, I mean, if I don't get it, I feel like I'm suffocating in it. And I, 
I felt like that was really affecting the way that I was handling conflict resolution. Um, sure. it made, I would say it's making me mean, even though that's not a good excuse, but that is how it felt. Um, well, that's and, a good example, and, you know, like, too. Rob, yeah, sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, and like Rob said, he was working the night shift. We didn't share really any responsibilities for running our house or taking care of our daughter or, you know, and then I was working full-time in addition to that. And then our it just – it the whole thing was just a nasty cycle. <laughs> yeah. In your example about your emotional connection not being met and then it just brought out the worst in you, I mean, that's a – a good example of when our love buckets are low, it brings out our claws. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Absolutely. what you're describing. So a lot of couples, as I'm sure you know, when they get into those really low moments, they start heading towards divorce. Uh, what made you guys not go that direction, but instead start transitioning and making things better? What was that pivot point for you that prevented you from going down that divorce path? Well, uh, when we – when we hit our lowest of the low, uh, we got into a fight one night, and uh, I guess I insisted that, you know, we were we signed up for a covenant marriage and we weren't going to quit on it or each other. So instead, we decided to uh, get some outside help, bring in somebody to give us some perspective, and that's when we found your marriage retreat. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. And that was really eye-opening for me because I was kind of um, – I was really struggling. And Rob was just like, no, this is what we signed up for. You're my person. We're going to work through this. And so it was kind of really touching in a way um, to have him say that. And then when we went to the marriage refresh, one of the first things you talked about was a covenant marriage versus, you know, not a covenant – I think you said – a contract marriage, which is like, you know, Correct. I get, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so for us, that was huge to like, well, for me, it was huge to change how I had viewed um, the marriage, you know, and I, you know, I, I had thought that I had a covenant view of marriage, but when it came down to really hard times, I guess I didn't <laughs> change my perspective. Yeah, hard. Yeah, I mean, when we're under distress, you know, we only can take so much before we start wanting to escape on some level. So even if people are fully committed to that covenant, sometimes when push comes to shove, they can start wobbling. So that's why it's so important to take action when a marriage gets stressful because it's very difficult to sustain it when you're under that strain for a long period of time. So that's good. So it sounds like in that moment, that's when you guys started reaching out for help. And in that vein, so what started helping you guys improve what what was kind of your story as far as what made you go from there to where you are today like what were all those ingredients over and beyond your circumstances sure so uh, i think we we learned two major skills or, or concepts from you and for me the biggest part was conflict resolution in my upbringing my family tends to avoid conflicts and then in, in merrill's mm-hmm. family uh, people tend to be uh, rather explosive and confrontational, maybe overly so. And I don't think either strategy is the best. Um, when we learned about conflict resolution the way you teach it, we learned how to be amicable, honest, and respectful 
all at the same time, and arguments tended to even be productive uh, rather than destructive. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so the conference resolution was a big piece for you, Rob. Yeah. It was it was yeah. huge for me, too, um, because I am so confrontational. There was a couple times when we were in counseling with you that um, we would rehash a fight that had happened, and <laughs> I remember one in particular you made you made me re restart the fight like five different times until I could <laughs> do it in a way that wasn't so you know we followed the you know the key tenants that come from your marriage refresh, which um you know soft underbelly or tender underbelly, soft startup, and not saying. Yeah you um and saying more we you know i'm not comfortable when we xyz or whatever something like that sure um that that completely disassembled the way that i dealt with conflict with rob and that was wow. revolutionary for us i think yeah mm. yeah and i would definitely agree i mean usually couples or an individual lean in one way or the other where they're either aggressive with conflict or they're passive around conflict. Um, and it is very true that both can be detrimental. So, and it's so common. I mean, we're not trained or taught how to, how to constructively work through conflict, but you guys are such a good example of the impact it can make when you receive that training. Thanks. Oh yeah. That was, it made yeah. such a big difference for us. And you know, it, awesome. it led into other parts of our marriage too, because the way that, you taught us how to deal with conflict and the way that we use our words actually shapes our thoughts in a lot of ways. And it really helped me to give Rob the benefit of the doubt a lot more mm -hmm. often than I had been. Um, and I realized as soon as I started really paying attention to the words I was using when I spoke to him, it really affected the way that I thought about him too. And I, I didn't even realize that that was really a thing. Um, until afterwards it was a huge benefit that i didn't even know was there that's interesting yeah because those steps for the four steps to a soft startup for example so it sounds like what you're saying is not only does it allow you to express your complaint in an effective way to maximize your spouse's response but going through those four steps before you present it shifts your own heart and your own thoughts which then impact how you present it as well yeah it was huge. That was huge for me. I was so down on Rob last year, just overall that my thoughts would automatically go to a certain place. Like, well, he obviously did that on purpose. And yeah. when we follow those tenants of a soft startup, you can't think that way. You can't go at somebody that way because um, that's not how the, the process works. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Good. What else? What other kind of key pieces helped you get from, I don't know if we're going to make it, to where you guys are today? I think the love buckets was huge also for us because it gave us a very tangible um, and articulate way to express where we were struggling individually. Um, so we were able to go through the practice at the marriage refresh, and we still use this today. Um you know, what are our top three love buckets? Where have we been meeting our partner's love buckets? And then really be honest about where they've been meeting ours. Um, and then talk about how can we bump that up a number by 
next week or two weeks from now when we have our next date night and we are able to go over this stuff together. Um, that was huge for us. And, and also mm. in counseling, you know, we went with you, we went through some ways we got, we got stuck a few times where it's like, well, I don't, I don't know how Rob can bump up his score in emotional connection. It needs to go up, but I don't know tangible ways. And so sure. for us to have you say, okay, Rob, here's three ideas. This is what's really, it was, it was, I don't know. It was really helpful to have you help me put words to something that I couldn't put words to. Um, and yeah. it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. And me not even that being makes sense. an emotional yeah. person, uh, you know, compared to most guys, probably it was helpful to have um, uh, a clear cut strategy to follow, to improve our marriage rather than relying on intuition and guesswork. Yeah, that's one thing. Those love buckets, that's one one of the reasons I love it so much also is because it moves it from just love me better to let me show you how. <laughs> and, right. And it's it's such a learning curve because you're learning, what do I need? I don't even know how to describe it yet, and I don't quite know what you need yet. And so it's this bi-directional learning curve for couples, but those who really buy into it and really invest in it and try hard, it can transform their relationship very quick. Um, yeah. so it sounds like you guys experienced some of that benefit. Absolutely. Once we started using that regularly, um, we saw a huge transformation. And and it even carries on, even if we aren't able to do it for a month or something, I've noticed that Rob will say something like, oh, we haven't connected much in the last couple of days. Do you want to talk for a few minutes? Or something because he's developed a habit based on things mm. that are really important to me. Um, sure. So. That's awesome. That's Super great. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So what overall, what would be your tips? So there may be, you know, hundreds of people listening to this uh, episode, and if, if they're listening to you right now and they're not quite sure if they're going to be able to make it in their marriage or they're not quite sure how to take some steps forward, what would you encourage to them? Uh, number one, learn about the love buckets and talk about them with your partner because everybody's different and everybody has different needs. And they can be changing all the time if if something happens. True. Mm, yep. Yeah. Um, conflict resolution skills, to your point, Dr. Fisher, like these are skills. You have to learn how to use them, and sometimes we just aren't born knowing this stuff naturally. So I would say learn some conflict resolution skills. Um, awesome. And then – I would say the last one is always give your partner the benefit of the doubt. As soon as I started doing that, my whole life got better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very rare that our spouse has the malicious intent that it feels like they have. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Once in a while, it might be accurate, but on average, they're, they're, it can feel so much more malicious than what they intend, usually. Right. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, thank you guys so much, uh, Meryl and Rob, for having this uh, this conversation, and this is going to inspire so many other people listening to it. And would you guys like to end with a We're in Love screen? Would you feel up for that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So you guys will count down yourself. You can count <laughs> it down quietly or, or out loud, and then you just shout We're in Love whenever you're ready. All right. We're in love!
awesome. That's so great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And check out my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Fisher. You can follow me there. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash marriage steps. Also, if you are happily married, like the couple you, couple you heard today, I would love to have you on the show to hear your story and have you do a we're in love scream so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.